Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent, and in today's program, we're exploring conflict in the church. Joining us is our co-host, Derek Morris. Welcome, Derek. Thank you. And of course, our guest is Ivan Williams. Ivan is the uh, Ministerial Secretary for the North American Division a leader of pastors. Ivan, we're delighted that you're here with us. I'm glad to be here, Anthony and Derek. Unfortunately, this topic of conflict is all too real, and uh, it's, it's quite a thing that happens in a lot of churches or all churches. That's true, Anthony. And in fact, you don't have to read far in the New Testament to see not only people within the church in conflict, but, but even leaders Yes. within the church and, and sincere godly leaders at, at times getting into conflict. So this is an important topic and, and we, we ought not perhaps to be overly hard on ourselves if we find ourselves in conflict. It's throughout the scripture. But, but how do we address that in constructive ways? Yeah. Well, perhaps before we do address that, Ivan, mm -hmm. share with us. There's some examples of the New Testament of conflict that really surprised or even shocked you? Uh, yes, there are a couple. Um, and I would even say I think this is important to have a biblical base because when people see conflict in the church arise, sometimes it causes people to really lose their way. Yeah. But they need to understand that conflict has been around since Adam and Eve have sinned. But the, the, the emphasis in the scripture are Acts chapter 6. We see that the church was growing exponentially. I mean, it was growing so much their resources couldn't keep up. Mm -hmm. And there were, there were a set of people um, who felt like they were not being served well in the church. Uh, some people said it was a, a, a racial issue, an ethnic issue. Um, but... But really, there was conflict because they blamed the church for only serving a certain group. Um, there were the um, Hellenistic um, Jews blaming those who lived in Palestine that, hey, disciples, you're caring for them more than you're caring for us. And uh, that was a situation of conflict. Mm -hmm. And out of that, of course, deacons arose. But... Uh, also in Acts chapter 15, uh, verse 39, we see two leaders, Anthony and Derek. Uh, oh, we were the leaders, that. right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were the leaders, right. That's correct. But these are two anointed men called That's by right. God, blessed by God in their ministry. Yes. And by the way, the early church was blessed by God in amazing ways too. So true. But these, uh, what? Paul and Barnabas, right. yeah, they, they, the Bible says in verse 39, they had a sharp disagreement so that they parted company. Barnabas took along Mark and sailed away to Cyprus. Mm -hmm. So here two leaders are saying, hey, we, we can't work together. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like a, a, a lead pastor and an associate pastor. Or, yes. Or a leader of the pastors and his associate. Yes. These are both committed individuals, and yet conflict arises. And yet, Derek, even after both of them went on to do a great work for the Lord. Exactly. Isn't that, that amazing? That it's, is amazing what God can do. Yes. You're right, because good things came out of 
each one of those conflict examples. In so Acts 6, we have, the, as you mentioned, the arrival of deacons, yes. service, and that, of course, is an introduction to, to Stephen. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we have the, the enhancement of other um, disciples, apostles, and so forth, that came as a result that we read about in, in Acts chapter 15. Yes. So just to emphasize the point that you made earlier, Ivan, that conflict, it can lead to good and positive things. It's yes. not an all negative type of, 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 of issue at all. That's true. That is so true. Uh, in fact, some people believe that if you don't have conflict, you don't have an environment where you can have opposing ideas that cause congregations to pray more, think deeply, and to make a decision out of the conflict. So I guess we should be looking for conflict. Maybe <laughs> the question we should ask uh, today in our discussion is as we come into a situation where conflict is kind of forming, mm -hmm. how do we approach that? Because certainly in Acts 6, the conflict was forming and the leaders didn't ignore it. Right. They didn't say, well, let's just go do something else. They, they addressed the issue. And I think, Derek, you, you raise a great point because so often, especially based on my personality or experience, if I don't address the conflict, it may go away. Some people reason in their mind. But in general, conflict should be addressed mm. uh, and not left to itself. And they don't mm -hmm. get down to saying, well, it's just your personality versus mine, but they, they deal with the issue at hand. Yes. 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 And it, they didn't take the opportunity to divide the church and, and go separate paths Correct. based on ethnicity or anything right, like that. Right, a Hellenistic that. church and right. a Hebraic church. Exactly. Right. They addressed it and they remained united. That is correct. I think that's a very significant point in, in terms of, yes, there, there can be conflict, but there is another side to it, mm. and that, of course, is, is resolution yes. that, that will come to it. Now, not only is conflict exemplified in the New Testament, it's the sad reality. Well, perhaps, perhaps sad is the wrong word, but it's the reality of all churches today. Right. I'm sure there's someone watching Ministry of Motion, and we could share from our own ministry mm. times of conflict. So the question would be, as we look at this in a very practical way, what does a leader do? Maybe a, maybe a lay pastor who's got another career as well, mm. and the church is coming into or is embroiled in a conflict. What, what are some steps to take in, in that situation? Um, I, I think the first is to be real with people. Um, to help them understand, and, and it has been my experience, uh, Anthony and Derek, that conflict usually arises when I get into personality differences. Uh, and I think it's important as pastors that we help people deal with issues and not necessarily personalities. And I don't know, that, that may not always work because I may have a real issue with you, Derek, or you may have a real issue with me um, and my personhood. But I, I think to go deeper, generally issues that arrive, arise in churches are centered around personality problems. One family doesn't like this about another family or um, the way they were treated or and, and they're really not dealing with the root. What is the real issue here? 
Thanks for those valuable points, Ivan. When we come back, we'll look at more at what we can constructively do when we find ourselves in conflict. So stay with us on Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion, where our topic for this program is how to manage conflict in ministry. Gentlemen, one thing I'm eager to, to learn is how do we separate the, the issue from the personalities? Mm. How, how do we keep people, names, bodies out of this and address the underlying issue of the conflict? You know, what you're dealing with is, is really the, the gospel according to my preference. My preference overrides how I view you. If, if I don't believe you are worshiping or siding with me or dealing with an issue in a way that I prefer, then I may, and this may be a heavy word, but I may demonize you as a person. But that's not the real issue. The real issue is I don't like what you're doing. And, and uh, maybe we have some examples of that. I, I'm trying to think. Well, I think, think. at that point, you know, sometimes, it, I mean, they could be doing something evil. But let's just say it's not a moral issue, right? Yes. It's just that the way that Sam and Susan are leading the worship is not what I prefer. Mm. Instead of saying, man, I wish Sam and Susan had never come to our church. I wish they'd just go to another church. <laughs> or I'm going to leave this church because I don't like it here anymore. I could say, what is the issue right. that I, instead of getting into a personality battle, and if the issue is, I'm not comfortable with this worship style, then can I have another worship? I think of, of a congregation I was privileged to pastor that ended up with five worship services, and the worship styles were different. Now, if they'd all been just fighting each other and saying, well, God only loves the people that come to second service, the people that come to third service are, you know, foolish, and the people at fourth service are narrow-minded, you just have a constant conflict. Yes. What, I think it, what I think we can learn to do is to celebrate our differences. Mm. To say, you know, really, I don't like the style at second service, but I think I could go to third or fourth. Or if I'm in a small church where perhaps <laughs> there's no other option, I could say, well, I could also get some wonderful nurture by watching a Christian television program. And, in other words, I don't start disliking the worship leader or the pastor. Yeah. But I can say, I think what's troubling me is this, and, and separate personality from, from the, the situation at hand. Right. So in that, though, when I hear you say, Derek, that you can be fed in another way, does that mean that you're, that individual alienates themselves from the congregation or separates themselves? Do they stay bonded? How, how do you see that? that in reality? Well, you know, I teach an interactive Bible study called Hope Sabbath School. Let's just say in a little church that a group in reaching out to the community decides that its interactive Bible study is how to build strong families. Hmm. Rather than having a huge battle over not doing the regular Bible study lesson, that person could say, you know, that's wonderful. I want to reach out to families in our community too. But I can also go on to DirecTV Channel 368 or online to HopeTV.org, and I can also uh, be enriched with this study on 
on salvation that I really wanted to do. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm looking at constructive solutions, and I'm not being pulled into a personality battle. Certainly, certainly. Right. You know, a whole other area of conflict um, is the area of office. Um, who is the leader? Um, I may not like that person because they are the leader, or I may not like the way they lead. And sometimes we, we hold positions, um, and, and positions cause conflict. Nobody said leadership would be easy. Mm -hmm. um, but generally, when, when local leaders are elected or selected to serve, uh, it has been an experience of mine that sometimes change of leadership causes conflict. You know, I'm thinking while you're talking about leaders and how they lead, I remember an elderly gentleman that came to my office when I was a pastor in California. And uh, I'm not quite sure what triggered this. I, I think it had to be a, a converted heart, uh, mm -hmm. the love of God filling his heart. But he said, you know, I was a church leader for many years, but I was harsh and mm. critical and controlling. And while he was sharing this, tears were coming to his eyes. And he said, I deeply regret that. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just say that he was still in a leadership position. Yes. And, and this, there has to be conflict from a person acting that way. Certainly. Mm. Could he have come to his leaders just like he came to me? Is that too risky? I mean, after all, he is the leader. Could he come to the group and say, my brothers and sisters, I have not been leading in a way that, that honors Christ. I think that's valuable, uh, Derek. Uh, what about you, Anthony? I, I What's our greatest fear, if we were that honest? Well, it, it, I guess it comes down to a lot of personality makeup, but I, I would see that as a wonderful thing that, would, that, <laughs> would, that could possibly happen, yeah. where, where there would be a confession of fault and a redirection a conversion, a change, mm. and, and growth and development. To yeah, me, I that's think, a, it's a positive Yeah, thing. I would think our greatest fear would be that people would reject us. But, but, but our experience, I think, has been that when we are humble yeah. and, and willing to admit, they already yes. know that we've made those mistakes. Right? It's <laughs> yeah. like when we ask our children to forgive us for something. It's if it was a big shock to them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me that what happens there is energy is redirected from conflict mm into resolution. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and healing can happen because we're not pretending or protecting turf. Yes. Yeah. But we're reaching out to each other in love. Yeah. Ivan, let me ask you a question. If, what would you suggest to a pastor that was seeing conflict as imminent? What, mm. what would be your approach to that situation? You can see it looming. The iceberg is coming. There's, you, you're going to hit it. <laughs> Right. What, what, what would you suggest? Um, wow, it would depend on whether I was the center of the conflict or it was something that I, basically you said, if I'm coming to a church and I see it happening or yes. about to happen, I, I think for me, I always go back to basics. Uh, I think generally people need to know that we care for them. Uh, and that we're deeply concerned about their spiritual well-being. Um, genuineness always helps conflict. Mm -hmm. 
a, a, a pastoral caring spirit. You know, I can only be in conflict as long as, as I'm in conflict. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in other words, if Derek is loving me, he's praying for me, he's humble, he's, man, I can't keep being at, at odds with him yeah. if he's treating me in a Christ-like way. Mm, so powerful. I think taking people back to the basics of, of Christianity, yeah. um, loving God and loving one another as myself. You seem to be describing pastoral care mm -hmm. and, yeah. and uh, meeting those needs. I think that's a great solution to conflict. Yeah. But generally, you know, <laughs> I have some friends that when conflict comes, they love it because they like to fight, <laughs> unfortunately. But, but the, 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 the deeper reaction should be um, to be like Christ. Exactly. Thanks for that valuable point. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion, where we're addressing the topic of conflict in ministry. Ivan, Derek, as we're looking at this, is it possible to actually grow through conflict? That you, you end up with a, a better situation at the end of conflict than you, than you started with? Well, yeah. I think of the scripture that you started with, Ivan, with, with Paul and Barnabas and their argument over John Mark. That's correct. Uh, later... When, when Paul looks back, he talks about John Mark like a son. Yeah, that's true. And, and so there is growth. There is uh, the possibility, not that I looked for the conflict or even cherished it, yeah. but that, that God was able to work in the midst of the conflict. Maybe that's Romans 8, 28, working good yes. for those who love him. That is correct. And you know, right around the Last Supper table, you know, here Jesus is about to go to the cross and these guys are arguing over who's going to be the greatest. And, uh, and yet we see forged out of that situation, God used these men to turn the world upside down. Um, so there is a, a valuable piece because I, I really don't like conflict. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but... Being in conflict, sometimes you just say, Lord, why me? I don't want to deal with this again. Mm. If you've been to one church and now you're pastoring another congregation, you see the same issues or the same spirits, as it were, in people acting a certain way or bringing up the same issue. Um, but I think there's something forged out of, uh, and, and it's a spiritual journey that God takes us through that, I personally, as a pastor, can grow from when I'm helping the congregation. Um, and, and, and Derek, you said something uh, off camera that I thought was very good. You, you mentioned that we need to be honest with the church and share. In fact, why don't you share that? That was excellent about telling the congregation that, hey, rough waters are ahead. You remember that? I, I do. And I, I think sometimes we may see conflict looming and instead of trying to pretend it's not there yeah. to simply say you know half of you didn't want the land next door sold and half of you did and I just arrived and they just sold the land 
So we're going to have some bumpy water here, but I want you to know that I love you. Yes. And I know you love God, and God is going to bring us through this. Just kind of naming the problem. Mm -hmm. Back mm -hmm. to what you said earlier, let's not blame people, mm -hmm. but let's name the problem. And I think the other component which has come up over and over again is a spirit of humility. Yeah. Yeah. Humbling myself, uh, if, either if I've made a mistake or humbling myself and saying, I don't know how we're going to get through this, yeah. mm -hmm. but I know God's going to be with us. Well, that's really enlarging on Ivan's point earlier. When, when there was that upper room with the disciples and Jesus and the contention and competitiveness, and yet Jesus recognized it. He didn't retreat, but there was that, that pastoral care, that right. nurture, and it was a real wake-up call. Yes. Uh, and in a silent way, the, the proverbial elephant in the room was addressed in a, in a very... Yes confrontational way right. but in a helpful way you know I can think yes. of a, a leader early in my ministry that did something that that, that really was hurtful to people I love mm. and and I was really challenged by that mm. uh, and of course the easy thing would be to just bear a grudge and silent contention but I remember God gave me an opportunity meeting one time with that leader and I was able to honestly share my struggle Mm -hmm. because really it was my problem, mm. the way I was feeling. Mm. And I shared the struggle of how I was feeling about that. And God gave us the opportunity to be reconciled to each other and, and blessed us with a wonderful friendship. And he was really a mentor and an encouragement to me through my ministry. So recognizing, God, what, what do you want me to do? Yeah. How can I, if I'll humble myself under your mighty hand, is there something you want me to do to be part of the solution? Yes. I, think, I think we may see some wonderful healings, some wonderful miracles happen. Yeah, yeah and often conflict may come uh, as well from a lack of trust. Uh, if, if you come into a congregation that doesn't want to trust leadership because leadership may have done something or let them down, I think the real issue is, is, to, is just to be, be real with them to say that leaders do make mistakes, leaders do fail. Um, but, but we're, we're and this, this whole thing of revival and reformation, calling the congregation back again to what we're all about mm. and what our purpose is. I think that that helps in any conflicting situation. Mm. It sounds like a, a courageous step though, to, to admit it, name it, Yes. And, and all the, although it be lovingly confronted, yes. that's, that's no easy small task. And they might drive us out of town. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. I yes. suppose the Apostle Paul was driven out of town at times. <laughs> but uh, willing to say, God, it's more important what they think about you yeah. than what they think about me. Yes. And I'm not trying to make a name for myself here. Right. A humble leader. And I really believe that truly converted men and women, when they see that servant leadership and that humble spirit, will be drawn and will want to be a part of what God's doing in that situation. You know, Derek and Anthony, I truly believe that that is the only answer that we as spiritual servants have to conflict. That's the only answer. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Derek very and helpful. Ivan. Thank really you. appreciate your input and Glad your to be sharing. Here. Thank you. Well, let me just remind you, as 
the resources that are available on the website ministryinmotion.tv. Come and visit our website. Explore it. See what's available. There are many resources there for pastors, local church elders, congregational leaders, resources that are freely available. And uh, we'd, we'd welcome you to that site as well. We'd be delighted to hear back from you. So you, you're welcome to send us feedback. The email address for that is feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. Send us your suggestions, your ideas, ideas. And uh, we'd be delighted to, to hear from you and incorporate those ideas into the program as well. So plan to join us next time for Ministry in Motion. But until then, may God richly bless you and your ministry.